You're listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. Before we go outside and we celebrate those who are entering into baptism, I want to take a moment to talk about what baptism is and why we do it. Maybe you've been a Christian and you've, you've been following Jesus all of your life. Maybe you got baptized decades ago. Or maybe you've never, ever made a commitment to Jesus Christ. You've never been water baptized. I want to give a little background and I want to talk about this thing that we call water baptism. What is this religious thing that we do? I'm going to share a little bit, and then I'm going to invite the four people who are getting baptized tonight. I'm going to invite them up to the stage. I'm going to introduce you to them. And then we're going to step outside to our cafe where we have our water, our mobile portable water baptism out there, water baptismal. And we're going to step outside there. I'm going to invite everybody to hang out for a few extra minutes as they get baptized and we celebrate their public demonstration and their public proclamation of Jesus Christ. But before we do that, let's start with this question. What... And why do we get baptized? Why do we do this? Seems kind of interesting, right? Let's go get together and go jump in some water together. Well, why do we do this? Well, it started way back in the New Testament with a guy named John. Let me give you guys a little bit of background on this. A guy named John in the New Testament, also known as John the Baptist, where he got his name. That's where he got his title because he was practicing this this thing, this activity where people would go under the water and then they would rise up. The word baptism actually comes from the Greek word baptizo. Baptizo means to immerse, to plunge, to capture, to be cleansed or overwhelmed. And God had called John specifically John, to do this as a demonstration of people repenting. Repenting is kind of a a church word that many of us don't understand, but repenting is simply this. It means to do a 180 turn. If you're going down this path, this self-interest, sometimes selfish, my own path, and God says, hold on, I have something new I want to do. You say, yes, God, I want to follow you. Repentance literally means to do a 180 and say, I'm going to stop following my ways and follow God's ways. Well, God had called John into this practice of immersing people as a demonstration that they were no longer going to follow their own path, but they were going to follow the path of God. Take a look here. We're going to read really quickly from the book of Luke, John's experience. Luke chapter 3 says this. It was now the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius, the Roman Empire. Pontius Pilate was governor over Judea, and Herod Antipas was the ruler over Galilee. So we get some context here. His brother Philip was ruler over Ituria and Trachontius. Whatever that guy's name was, was ruler over Abilene. (laughs) Lysanias was ruler over Abilene. Texas? Anyways... Annas and Caiaphas were the high priests. At this time, here we go. At this time, a message from God came to John, son of Zechariah, who was living in the wilderness. 
verse 3 says, Then John went from place to place on both sides of the Jordan River, preaching that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. So you can see where it started. John was going from place to place on either side of the Jordan River, which means he would go down to the Jordan River and people would come and say, I want to follow God and I want to publicly demonstrate that I am following God. And so he'd say, great, come in here and let's get dunked. Let's go under the water. It was the message that John was preaching for people to be immersed, to be cleansed, and to be overwhelmed with repentance. John got inspired by God to take what was an ancient Jewish ritual, an ancient Jewish ritual of cleansing called the Tivola, and he repurposed it to represent baptism, to represent repentance. The Tivola was, a, was an ancient practice of Jewish people who would be immersed for the purpose of cleansing. God said, John, I want you to, to repurpose this to demonstrate repentance. Since John's time, uh, various Christian traditions have added meaning to baptism. And maybe your tradition, maybe where you come from, maybe this has been part of your tradition. Uh, Some Christian tradition baptize infants with sprinkling of water or the pouring of a cup of water over infants. Other traditions view baptism as necessary for church or denominational membership, that you must be baptized to be part of this church. Here at Refinery... We take our theology of baptism straight from the Gospels. Not church history, but straight from the Gospels. We interpret baptism based on Scripture. John baptized with immersion. The word baptizo means to be immersed. And so we immerse in water as a sign that people are choosing to follow God. Right? Choosing to repent from their old ways and and begin to follow God's ways. And so throughout the New Testament, we see that it was a conscious decision that men and women made to say, I want to follow God, and so I will be baptized. So we actually choose at Refinery Church not to baptize infants, but to baptize as young as first grade, because we feel at first grade, those six and seven-year-olds can make a conscious decision to say, yes, I want to follow Jesus. That's as young as we go. Now, for children, for for small infants, babies, toddlers, we do a thing called child dedication or baby dedication, where moms and dads or single moms or single dads come up. They bring their child. We haven't done that yet here at Refinery Church, but they bring their child up and they say, we are dedicating ourselves to raising our child in the ways of God. And so in in the next few weeks and months ahead, you'll get to participate in that as well. As soon as I have a mom or a dad that says, I want to see my child dedicated on a Saturday night, we'll say, excellent, we will do that on a Saturday night. Why else do we baptize the way we do? Well, I'll tell you why. Because Jesus was baptized, and we followed Jesus' model. In Matthew chapter 3, we see that Jesus himself was baptized in water. Take a look on the screen, would you? Matthew chapter 3, beginning with verse 13, says, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River. Who was hanging out at the Jordan River? Who was that? John. Yeah, that's right. He went to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I'm the one, John says, who needs to be baptized by you. 
he said. So why are you coming to me? Pause there for a second. Isn't that awesome that John knew who Jesus was already? John already knew who Jesus was. And John's going, hold on here. You should be baptizing me. But look what Jesus does. But Jesus said, it should be done. For we must carry out all that God requires. All that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened up and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. It was a requirement of scripture, and Jesus modeled to us what it means to be a follower. See, following Jesus means I'm going to go do what Jesus did. I'm going to say what Jesus says. I'm going to live like Jesus lives, and I'm going to love like Jesus loves. So Jesus had to be baptized because he's like, I want my followers to experience this as well. You see? Then at the end of his ministry here on earth, Jesus commands all of his followers to be baptized in the same way. Right there at the end, just as he's finishing up his ministry on earth, take a look at Matthew 28, 19. Here's what Jesus says. He says this, therefore, go and make disciples. Matter of fact, pause there. I want all of us to read this together. I want to charge the atmosphere with Jesus' commands. Ready? Begin. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus gave each of us Those of us that call him Lord, that we are his followers, Jesus says, now you go make disciples. Baptize, begin by baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus never said, baptize them in the name of Refinery Church. Baptize them in the name of this leader or that leader. Jesus said, no, you baptize them in the name of God. And so we here at Refinery Church, that's why we baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We don't baptize you in the name of the church or a denomination. We baptize you in the name of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Well, his followers did exactly what Jesus told them to do. Exactly. Immediately, almost immediately, when you you finish up the New Testament or you finish up the Gospels and you open the book of Acts, boom, you see his followers begin to do exactly what Jesus said to do. The Apostle Peter, in Acts chapter 2, begins to preach in Jerusalem. And here's what he says. Take a look at Acts chapter 2. Peter replied, each of you, he's talking to the whole crowd, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God. See what that was? That whole repentance thing. Turn from your ways and turn to God's ways. And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. We're those far away people. We're those far away people, all of us. After repenting and turning to God, the first act of obedience is water baptism. It's important to note that water baptism is that, as as James said, it's that outward sign of the inward thing that's going on in your life. That's what it is. It's an outward example. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. It's important to also note that salvation comes through faith in Jesus Christ, not by works. That's That's what the Bible tells us. You can't earn salvation. Your works won't earn salvation. 
The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Faith in Jesus Christ is where salvation comes. Baptism is, a, is an outward expression of what's going on in the inside. Water baptism is not required for salvation. Listen, if that were the case, when Jesus was hanging on the cross of Calvary, he, he looks over at one of the, the criminals that was hanging next to him. And one of the criminals says, will you remember me when you get to heaven, when you get into paradise? This man began to profess that he knew that Jesus was the Christ. And Jesus responded to him in Luke 23 and said, today you will be with me in paradise. There wasn't any time for Jesus to jump off the cross and baptize this guy. Matter of fact, in the entire New Testament, Jesus never water baptized anybody. If that was required for salvation, then it would have been important for Jesus to do that. But he didn't. There was no time for baptism, but Jesus guaranteed his salvation. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, if you, like I said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Salvation. Take a look at these two points real quickly. It sums up right here. Salvation is, is your confession of faith in Jesus Christ. Baptism is the demonstration of obedience. That's what it simply is. It's that, it's that doing. Who's been with me? And we've been here talking about verb. Wave at me if you've heard about verb. We've been talking about it. That's right. Over the last month, we started off in January saying, let's learn how to hear God. And then as soon as we finished up that series, I said, according to Scripture, we got to be more than just hearers. we got to be doers of God's Word. Baptism is doing. It's the doing of God's Word. And it's the first act as a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, let me explain a little bit about what this act of baptism is. What's the whole deal? Why with the, the water and the going under the water and the coming up out of the water? And, you know, it's kind of awkward, you know, people getting wet when everybody else is dry. I mean, what's the deal here? The act of baptism is simply this. It's like a little drama that's being played out. Person steps into the water. And what that does is that symbolizes the conscious decision to say, I am stepping into a new lifestyle, a new way of living, fully committed. Because when you're stepping in, sometimes the water's cold. And you're a little shocked, like, oh, that's a little colder than I thought. As a matter of fact, our heater on our baptismal wasn't working today, so it's not super warm. (laughs) See, I'm preparing you. But you're fully committed. You're fully committed and you get into that water and you say, I'm committing to a lifestyle completely submitted to God. And that water actually represents two things. The water represents first the grave. It represents the grave. We identify with Jesus's death, that he, that he was crucified, he was buried in a tomb and he rose from the dead. That is is what this represents. It represents the grave. And the reason we do it in water was because it would be really hard to put somebody into a grave, throw dirt on them, and then dig them back out. That would be really hard to do and really weird too. So we use water instead. When we go down into the water, it's that symbolic action of dying to your old ways. Saying, I'm dying to the old ways, and I'm rising up into the new life that Jesus Christ provides. 
throughout the Gospels and even into the book of Revelation, it says that Jesus makes all things new. And so for those who enter into water baptism, when you come up out of that water, you're saying, God, I'm believing you're going to do new things in me, new things in my family, new things in my relationships, new things in my job, new things in my finances, dying to old habits, dying to old ways, dying to old bondages, and saying, God, I want to do new things. Let me read to you this passage of scripture, Romans chapter six, verse four. Look what it says. For we died when we were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the father, now we also may live new lives. See, water baptism is saying, I'm not gonna live powerlessly. I'm gonna live with the power of God. Power to overcome challenges. Power to deal with daily problems in a new way. That's what it symbolizes. Secondly, the water also represents cleansing. Cleansing. Water is one of the best solvents in the world. It's amazing how many things, just simple water will clean. Water represents the cleansing of our sins. The water in the baptismal does not cleanse your sins. It's the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses your sins. But the water represents the cleansing of sins. As we feel that water, for those of us who've gone into baptism, as we feel that water rushing over us, we're realizing that God is cleansing us of all that guilt, of all that shame, of all that funk. It's being cleansed off of us. Look at what God's word says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. It says this, If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse. Everybody say cleanse. Amen. To cleanse us from all wickedness. So see what that symbolizes, that little drama of going down and coming up and saying, I'm cleansed, I'm fresh, I'm new. Finally, we do this publicly. We don't do this hidden away. As a matter of fact, one of the things I love about our setting here that God has given us is we've got this cool front lawn. And doesn't the lawn look good tonight? Did y'all notice it? Alvaro, where are you? Is Alvaro in here? Give Alvaro a big hand. He takes care of our facilities. Man, taking care of the house of God. Yeah, our lawn's looking good. So we want to do things publicly. So we, we say, let's set up our baptismal outside under the heavens in front of God and everyone. We're not ashamed of Jesus Christ. We are not ashamed. We do this publicly because our new life is supposed to be lived out loud, not hidden away. Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. The words of Jesus. Jesus says this, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. See, Jesus says, hey, live out loud. Don't be ashamed. Be confident, because I love you. This is what baptism is. This is why we do it. And we believe that God is doing new things in every single person who says, I want to I be obedient. I said yes to Jesus. Now I want to go be baptized and let everyone know what God's doing in my life. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at wearerefinery. God bless.